Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you've had your baby and things are not filled with rainbows and butterflies like you thought. You're sleep deprived, hormonal, recovering, and trying to be a good partner and mother. Your balancing act feels like it could fall at any moment. How do you know if it's just a temporary baby blues or something more serious? I'm Dr. Katie Hurst, Director of Maternal Mental Health at UC San Diego and Education Coordinator of the Postpartum Health Alliance. I'm here to talk with you about postpartum depression, and this is Parent Savers, Episode 24. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I am your host, Casey Wilt. You can now download our free app. How cool is that? So check it out on your smartphone or tablet. Or visit our website, parentsavers.com, for more info. We also want you to be a part of the show. If you have a question in an episode that we didn't answer, send it in. You can email one of our experts directly and ask your parenting questions. You can send us a message on the episode online through Facebook, email, or you can call our hotline and we'll get them answered. We're also so excited to announce the Parent Savers Club. This is an exclusive membership club available to all of our listeners. It gives you access to all the archived episodes, written transcripts of the show, plus a special monthly newsletter with special giveaways, discounts, and much more. You can access all this great information through the web or through our Parent Savers app. For more information, visit the website parentsavers.com and click on the members link at the top of the page. I am a new parent myself. My son Carson is now 22 months old and I'm joined by two new parents here in the studio. Hi everyone, I'm Sunny Galt. I am the host and producer of Parent Saver Sister Show, Preggy Pals. I have two little boys. One is just about uh, two years old and one is about five months old. My name is Rachel Rainbolt. I am 29 years old. I am a parent educator and author of the Sage Parenting book and I have three wonderful boys. They are seven, four, and nine months yesterday. Aww, he's growing <laughs> up. And Aww. it sounds like you have a lot of wrestling in your house. <laughs> <laughs> We call them rambunctious hugs. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Before we begin today's show, here's a parenting oops. It's a new segment we've started, and I want to share an oops that I had. Actually, I have a lot of oops. Um, but there was one week in particular, gosh, my son was, oh, it was a few months back, and my husband wanted to hire a nanny for me because... 
um, he didn't trust me. <laughs> Wait, weren't you a nanny at one point? <laughs> yes, <too? laughs> exactly. He was going to hire someone because every single day he came home and goes, what in the world did our son do? <laughs> so here I am talking to my sister-in-law on the phone and Carson, my son, is playing in a um, the safe cupboard in the kitchen. And so he's playing with this big plastic thing. It's The whole thing is plastic. And um, it's a little chopper for um, onions or whatever. Well, in this whole big old, like, gosh, 12 inches by 4 inches long, you know, 4 inches wide, 12 inches long, um, there is maybe a 3 inch by 3 inch segment of blades. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and and uh, just right for little fingers to fit through because it's to chop your onions. So here I am talking to my sister-in-law and he's playing with it and I'm watching him and there's a little plastic thing that goes on and off of it and it's all plastic, mind you. And... Um, and all of a sudden I see blood and I'm like what in the world and he doesn't notice it at all like and there's blood everywhere because it's like a paper cut everywhere so he's just going on and, and then I you know quickly get off the phone and then I try to put band-aids on my son <laughs> because the blood doesn't stop going oh gosh and then this is and then I think the next day he fell down the stairs head first and then up the stairs and then I mean somewhere around there he probably opened the door and ran out in the street so that's probably why my <laughs> husband wanted to hire a nanny so um that's my oops, and I'm sure I will be sharing more oops with you guys in the future. So if you have a parenting oops you'd like to share with our audience, call the Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll include your oops in a future episode. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today on Parent Savers, we have Dr. Katie Hurst here to talk to us about postpartum depression. Dr. Hurst, what is postpartum depression? Well, I, I think it's actually important to to know, first of all, that postpartum depression can actually start in pregnancy. And so I think in our culture, we talk a lot about depression that really only starts after the baby comes. But it's also important to know that a lot of moms who are pregnant can be depressed. And it's hard when we only talk about postpartum depression because women have this idea that they're supposed to be full of joy and completely happy the entire pregnancy. And there are a lot of moms out there who also fe- also feeling depressed during their pregnancy. But postpartum depression and pregnancy depression are basically a depressive episode. It's when women feel sad or they feel like they can't enjoy things the way that they used to. They commonly feel really guilty. So I'll see women who feel incredibly guilty that they're not reading to their four week old enough and really when you think about it like a four week old you don't have to read to them because they're four weeks old Mm -hmm. Um, they feel like um, they're worried all the time about something that's going to go wrong they don't have any energy and yeah when you have a new baby you don't have very much energy but it's even more profound than that they also feel like they have trouble sleeping so it's not just the problems where your baby's waking you up in the middle of the night it's not being able to sleep even when it's nighttime the house is dark and quiet baby's asleep still not being able to fall asleep because your mind is just going going worrying about things or worrying when is the baby going to wake up how am I going to feed the baby things like that. so a lot of anxiety exactly that's a very common feature of postpartum depression and what are some of the risk factors that are tied to postpartum depression like how would women know you know that that they 
that they had it or, you know, have a history of it or something like that. Well, I think that women going into pregnancy and having a baby, the most important risk factor is actually whether or not you've had depression in the past yourself. So women who've had depression at any point before in their lives, whether they needed medication or needed therapy or even kind of just stuck it out and got through without any treatment, that gives you about a 25% chance of having a depressive episode after having a baby. Women who have any depressive symptoms, even if they don't have a full-on depression, just feeling more tearful than usual, feeling sad during pregnancy on a regular basis, that gives you about a 30% chance of going into a full-on depression postpartum. And another really important factor is that there are a lot of women who in their 20s or 30s have their first episode of depression before pregnancy. And if they're treated with medications, we've got a very good study done a few years ago that shows that women who were on medications for a past depression and doing really well, good mood, feeling great, and then got pregnant and stopped their medicines, those women actually had a 70% chance of becoming depressed again during pregnancy and going into postpartum. So really a lot of this is history what's going on in your past and you know what's been going on recently but along with all of that personal history it's also a family history has anybody in your family mom or sister had a postpartum depression or anxiety and then I think you know personal stressors so having a major life change certainly moving across the country like I've had some women do being away from your support network having or just having a baby is a life change oh, yeah. one would say yes yeah. having a baby <laughs> exactly so I mean it's a lot of the things you could think of that major life changes having a baby is a major life change. Not having social support is also a really good predictor as well. And how soon after having a baby should you start like looking for those symptoms and being sensitive to what's going on inside you? Well, it's a good question because we talk about the baby blues and then we talk about depression. And the baby blues happen to 80 to 90% of women. And this really is a reaction to the big hormonal change that happens within 24 hours of delivery. So after you deliver your placenta, your progesterone and estrogen levels, which are the main hormone levels in your body during pregnancy, go from sky high to so low that it's like you're postmenopausal. And they stay that low as long as you're breastfeeding and not getting your period. And so that sudden change that happens within 24 hours after delivery, you can imagine kind of disrupts your brain a bit, along with the sleep disrupt, you know, disruption, you've just had a baby, everything that's gone on really makes women um, tearful, more irritable. Um, I remember after I had both of my girls uh, finding myself just crying for no reason for a couple hours at a time. Um, and that was within those first couple of weeks. So that's really normal and that's experienced by most women. It's when something like that um, continues past two weeks or starts after two weeks postpartum that we start to get concerned. So really you can have it anything that that comes on within the first year we can talk about as being postpartum depression and in reality I think moms with children of any age can get depression and we really just need to acknowledge that that's that's something that happens and that it's not something to be ashamed about. And what triggers it? I mean what could bring it on? Well, for some women, it seems that there's a sensitivity to hormone change. So women who have really bad PMS seem to be at higher risk for having really significant postpartum depression because you have big hormone changes before you get your period and you have big hormone changes after you deliver. And so that seems to trigger some sort of depression. 
Um, but beyond the hormonal change, there's also all the other things that go along with having a baby. So you're not sleeping, you're completely stressed out because there's this new person outside of you that you're trying to love and care for, and all the other responsibilities that come along with that. So beyond just the hormonal change, there's the, the new responsibilities that come, the um, obligation that comes with that, and just the anxiety and stress that that can bring up. Well, it's interesting. I have, um, Right after the baby's born, I feel like I was inundated actually before the baby was born with literature pamphlets are you Mm -hmm. depressed are you this and then people asking you are you depressed and to be honest I had a traumatic um, labor and birth and delivery my baby was in the NICU and everything and um, I had post-traumatic stress Mm. I would get in the car um, and if we played the same CD that when I was going to the birthing center I'd start to panic or have anxiety when I had to go do my two-week checkup at where I gave birth um, same thing started in fact actually right now thinking Mm -hmm. about it my um, arm hair is going up just getting all just panicked or whatever. And so it was interesting because then they'd ask me these questions at the doctors. Do you feel this? Do you feel this? No, I don't. Do you feel this? Do you feel that? No, I don't. And um, feeling fine. And then, of course, I, I made steps to heal from my traumatic birth. I know we've met with a counselor and stuff. But now my son is 22 months old, and I feel at like 15 months. And at like 21 months, I have had this, these weeks this week in one month and I'm totally down totally out I've you know we've gone swimming and my son can swim really well but he's still he's 22 months and I have to help him to the side or whatever and I remember one time being like hmm if he drowns, it could be an accident. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. And that's not normal thinking. It totally scares me. Now, I would never, I, I, I know me, and I couldn't ever get to that point of harming my child or anything, or let, watching him drown, per se. But I didn't like those feelings that came in, and I was shocked because it was 15 months and 21 months, and it was um, just for a week, you know? And then I started taking my, maybe being regular with my prenatals or um, being regular with um, some other something or else. And then I would just be be fine. Is that normal? I mean, how long does this postpartum last? And um, can it be intermittent? Can it be a week here or a week there? Um, or is that not postpartum? Is that something classified as something else? Well, I think that that's where this term of postpartum depression, which is not kind of an official label within psychiatry, it's that's really kind of a cultural term for feeling sad and depressed after you have a baby. And this whole idea of there's only a specific time period in which you're allowed to get postpartum depression and kind of that's it. That's not really true. Women can have periods of feeling more anxious or feeling sad or being depressed at any point in their lives. And when we're in our 20s and 30s, when we're having kids, is the same time when we're more prone to start having episodes of depression or anxiety. And certainly, I I see a lot of uh, problems come up when women, they can get into a routine of taking care of their children, feel like they're doing really well, and then a big change hits or a big stressor hits. And suddenly, they don't have what they need to cope with that big change or stressor. And so their mood can start to get lower. They can start worrying a lot more. And that could be the beginning of a depression, could be the beginning of an anxiety disorder. And it sounds like you were able, Casey, to, to kind of hit it off at the past. You were able to stop it by launching into all the self-care that you really needed to do, hopefully by asking for help, by realizing, okay, this is not good. I need to do something about this. I think it's when women 
slowly fall into the pattern of feeling bad about themselves, questioning their ability to mother, all those things that come along with depression when you're a mom, that and they don't realize it. They start to kind of think, oh, this is just normal. This is just kind of how I am now. And you, you, I see women who have been feeling like this for months, and that's the depression. That's really where they haven't kind of realized that they're sinking lower and lower, and they get to the point where they really need formal treatment. So counseling, medicine, which I know we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But that self-care, it sounds like you kind of you know, realize what was going on and hit it. Well, I think for, it's funny because um, at 15 months, I didn't recognize it. Mm-hmm. And at 21 months, and actually I talked to somebody um, and she told me, yeah, after a year, you can totally f- mm-hmm. get bummed out and everything else. And so when at 21 months with the swimming episode, um, I recognize as, like, this is not normal. One, I knew that wasn't normal, but you know, you think horrible thoughts, you know, in the middle of the night when your baby's, you know, waking you up and you don't, you know, that's not necessarily that suppression. That's being woken up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that's being grouchy, really. <laughs> um, so I r- recognized that that wasn't at the 21, but it took me someone telling me that it's okay when the, they're older to do it. And then it took me to realize this is not normal thoughts. I love my son and I adore him. Why would I want a life without him? You know, even for that brief moment, why would I ever think? It's that. disturbing to think it that is. as a parent. It's like, how how did I let myself go to that? And I'm like you, KC. And it's not, honestly, I it wasn't for me like just a week. It's random thoughts here and there. And it's, but it's not all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like when I get to a point that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I could take this anymore. Then these, these thoughts, like the swimming idea is just like, all I have to do is walk away problem solved you know and then you're mm-hmm. like oh my god what it what you know I'm a horrible parent what the heck am I thinking like mm-hmm. I, there must be something wrong with me so I mean I, I guess my question is what what are some of the warning signs and we've talked about some of these already but you know for women out there like gosh is this postpartum depression or not what what are some clear warning signs that you would give moms to say if you do this Maybe you should, you know, maybe that's what this is. Well, I think you, the two of you are talking about something that one of my favorite blog uh, writers called uh, Mommy Visions, which is this kind of, what in psychiatry we call it an intrusive thought or an intrusive image because it literally intrudes on your mind, comes out of nowhere of either picturing something bad happening to your child or thinking that, okay, if this happens, I'd be okay. Or thinking what would happen if he fell down all the stairs and something bad happened. And that's actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up and say, you know, when you first deliver, I think it's very normal for even women who are totally healthy emotionally to have one or two of those images pop into their mind of carrying a newborn baby, dropping the baby on the floor, something bad like that happening. And if you're in a healthy state of mind emotionally, you have that thought and you kind of go, oh, that was really terrible. I would nothing like that. I hope never happens. You know, you brush it off and it goes away. If you are more prone to depression or already kind of an anxious person, that thought's going to come in. And just like you said, Sunny, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, I'm a terrible mother. What does that mean? And it's going to kind of keep hitting you and it's going to almost stick to your brain and keep coming back. The bad back. thought or that the bad thought. Okay. That thought of, well, first of all, um, you know, this means I'm a bad mom. And second of all, this vision of something bad happening to your child or the thought of something bad. And I feel like when you start experiencing those those thoughts over and over again repetitively, um, that's when you need to seek help. Because really having that kind of thought daily or a few times a day signals to me that there's something going on that in, in your brain that's allowing those to come on over and over again. And it's also really distressing. I, I can only imagine what it's like to, to picture something bad happening to your child. I mean, that really sets you up to not feel good. 
good. Mm-hmm. It's really embarrassing, though, to talk to a doctor or a therapist or, or even your friends about it because nobody wants to admit they're well, having. Well, and you're worried that people are going to call CPA on you or something like that, and then you can't be you know true with how you're feeling, and you can't get the help you need because of that. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think that there are, there is that risk, and certainly people fear. You know, my child's going to get taken away from me. They're going to call CPS because. Um, you know, because I said I'm having a thought of hurting the child. And in reality, you're not wanting to do that. It's your brain playing tricks on you. So I think that that's one sign. And I think another sign is just as women start to feel not motivated to get out of bed, like they're not finding themselves laughing with their children, or they're finding themselves constantly worried, am I doing the right thing with my child? And that worrying is getting overwhelming. Um, The sadness, it's not even necessarily crying all the time. It's just really not feeling happy. I talk to a lot of moms who say, you know, looking back for the last two or three years, they've got a three-year-old. I really haven't been enjoying time with my three-year-old. I fake it, but look, you know, I'm not really that happy. Well, that's that's depression, and that's something we need to work on and, and do something about. Great. Thanks, Dr. Hurst. When we come back, we'll talk about ways that you can get mentally healthy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on Parent Savers, we have Dr. Katie Hurst, and she's talking with us about postpartum depression. So how do you know when to get help? As soon as you start to think, am I depressed or am I anxious? I I really think that that is the time when you should start asking around for help. Because when that thought crosses your mind, that means that something triggered it. And I think I I see too many women in my practice who have had that thought and that just kind of brushed it aside. Like, no, it doesn't happen to me. I'm not the kind of person who gets postpartum depression. Because the reality is that women from all walks of life get depressed or get anxious after having children, anywhere from immediately after they had their child, during pregnancy, like we talked about earlier, or three years postpartum. So I think if you have that thought of, is something wrong, I don't feel good, that's the time, really. And Casey, you mentioned that um, you know you, you didn't really feel like you had any symptoms in the beginning other than the, the trauma. And then when your son was around 15, 22 months old, you started to experience those. I think a lot of times parents in the beginning so much of your mental energy is devoted to like the survival like the daily Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. that there's not really room for those kinds of things to seep in but then once your child gets past that first year mark things kind of settle into more of a routine and then that's when a lot of moms start to realize I'm not happy yeah (laughs) like okay he's sleeping (laughs) through the night now and and I'm still not happy right and exactly right and I'm still not happy or we, we keep on saying, oh, it's, you know, I'll be, I'll be so much better once he's sleeping. I'll feel so mm-hmm. much better once breastfeeding's working out okay mm-hmm. or, you know, once this, this, and this. And so, and once you find yourself making those deals with yourself, like, oh, it's going to be so much better when this happens, when this happens. Again, I think that what, if you find yourself making that deal of I'll do something if it's still this bad, then, then again, that's, that's the time. So what is recommended if you feel like you need help and you go in for help? Are you know are you talking about medication, talk therapies, what kinds of things? Well, I, I think that a lot of times women think that if they go in and ask for help with depression or anxiety, they're going to just get told take Zoloft mm-hmm. and that's it. And I think that that keeps a lot of women from asking for help hmm. because if you think you're just going to get offered a medication, and you, most women that I see end up in my office and are 
terrified, then I'm going to tell them all you can do is take medication. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is that that's not all you can do. And especially if you get help sooner rather than later, you can make those lifestyle changes, I think, that are going to help you get better faster, hopefully without medicine. Because So what kind of changes, I mean, do you make? Well, I think a lot of this is about taking care of yourself as a mother. If we're catching things early, oftentimes some of these things are precipitated by moms not having any time for themselves. And I know this is, you know, your listeners are going to laugh because they're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) For myself. And I I can laugh in my personal Shower in peace? What's that mean? (laughs) But I really do think that this is when something like this is starting. I mean, I will have parents come in together. So the mom and the partner, husband, you know, whatever, come in and say, okay, I'm going to write you a prescription for one hour, three times a week of alone time. Um, And the mom usually looks at me like, what are you talking about this alone time? But it's really about actually starting to recognize yourself as a woman, apart from being a mother and a wife. And, you know, if you work outside the house, that position. So the first thing, first step is to really start recognizing, okay, wait, I'm a person. I'm not just a mother. I'm not just, you know, a uterus and (laughs) breasts and all that. Um, I need to take time off to myself. So it's exercise or yoga. It's having time to meet with friends and then being honest with those friends friends, having a really honest conversation with women about how hard parenting is, especially in the first few years. Um, And so that's, I think, that kind of early self-care that, like you said, Casey, earlier, can really stop these things from getting worse. It's interesting because you said an hour to yourself, and I would love with that, I would love five, really. (laughs) Yeah, no, usually I say three hours, three times a week, and they look at me like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, my kids are right outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) So I start negotiating down. Well, no, it's because it's funny because my husband well he's working and I'm home with my son and he'll be like oh, I was at work all week and and the weekend oh, I want to no. go for a surf and my husband's a great helper and everything else and he does and he's like when do I get my time to be to go for a surf and be with him and I'm like when do I get my time because he's <laughs> doing all that other stuff lot. and so he goes well you what you went to Pilates I'm like you kidding me that I didn't want to go to pull I mean I did but I did not I mean I'd rather do something else I'm working I'm, that's not fun, fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. well it, not to say I like Pilates it is fun so you know whatever <laughs> you're losing all your Pilates I know, I, know. I know exactly your exactly. Pilates instructor is going to make it really hard I know. for you <laughs> but you know what I mean it's like really an hour to exercise okay fine you're exercising and it's surfing but that's you know different totally different I've known a lot of moms who were kind of had the opposite where they were afraid to seek treatment because they didn't want to take time away from their little Mm -hmm. ones to do counseling or right to go do counseling or they're afraid they're going to tell them just like I've heard so many people um, when I had my first baby I had a pediatrician who every appointment would harp on my husband and I about taking a date night like like, that was the solution to every problem. <laughs> well, and, and so I think you bring up a good point that, that, you know, I don't want to simplify things. I mean, we're talking about when you're having early symptoms, and even with the women who I'm seeing who are the most severe in their symptoms, um, that is still a core part of the treatment. And, and I actually, I'm cringing over here because I do think date nights are really important. <laughs> I do too. But, but you're right. That's not going to solve and everything. And they are important for a lot of people. They do help. Like, I just want moms to know that there's not really, like, a one-size-fits-all, yeah. Absolutely. Take time on your own, have a date night, all that kind of stuff will fix it. Because for a lot of moms, A, that doesn't fix it. And for some, that could even make it worse. I think if you if you kind of have your own identity 
good and set and you're content with that and you're having a lot of trouble bonding with your baby and that's really giving you a lot of depression, then a treatment that kind of focuses on helping you with that would be more beneficial. And that's totally perfect. Absolutely. And so and, and so you bring up a good point and you're right. <laughs> um, but and so that's where I think seeing somebody who, who has some specialty knowledge in this area is really helpful because if you are, you're right, if you're having trouble bonding with your baby and that's the source of depression, then seeing a therapist who has specialty in early childhood years is going to be the thing that's most helpful. And in that case, it's bringing your baby with you and learning how to respond to him or her with the right cues and and, and um, become the mother that you want to be. So you're right. It, it is very different. And I think for a lot of women, it, it is actually, com- it comes down to taking time away for themselves. But for a lot of women, it, for the same number of women, maybe it doesn't. And I think that that's where if it's more severe, we certainly do get into the self-care, but we have to also look at counseling, which is absolutely the most basic treatment form. And when I say most basic, I mean most important. Like it is the foundation for treatment for depression and anxiety. Zoloft is not going to be the solution. And I see a lot of moms, or I know a lot of moms who don't even make it to my office because they're too scared of taking meds. And for for good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Psychiatry does not have a great reputation. And I might get slammed by my colleagues for saying (laughs) that. But I say it to my patients all the time. Like, I I get it. Psychiatry is not the end-all, be-all for sure. And so therapy, though, is is so important. And so finding somebody that you can really talk to and who has some skills in working out the different issues that come with being a mom, whether it's your first child or your fourth child, and how that relates to depression and anxiety for you. Particularly in the postpartum period, because you can be so isolated. I think talk therapy is so valuable and so effective because maybe you were working full-time in an office full of 200 people every single day all day long and now all of a sudden bam like not only are you having the hormonal changes and trying to get to know yourself as a mom and trying to get to know this baby and trying to bond with this baby but also you're you have no one to talk to all day long, every day, day after day. Absolutely. And that's where support groups and group treatment can come in. And that's actually one of the very well, um, well-proven well forms of treatment. So there's individual therapy. I often recommend that women go to support groups. And we're lucky here in San Diego, we have a lot of support groups around town. But it's so hard for women to get out to a support group. There's the anxiety of <laughs> wanting to talk yeah. about this with other women. And right. then there's just, you know, I have to be somewhere with my baby at 10 a.m. Are you kidding me? That's way too much pressure. Mm. Yeah. Um, so after I had my first son, I I mean, the kind of that negative voice that you were talking about was really sneaky and I didn't really realize what it was, you know, until I just kind of found myself crying alone in the dark, you know, it's hearing things like he doesn't love me, which like on one hand I knew like that's ridiculous. He's, he's, you are all he knows of love, you know, <laughs> but then at the same time, like kind of that negative voice. I didn't end up um, needing medication for it it kind of after some time passed and being aware of it and doing my own self-care kind of the fog lifted but I know in some situations medication really can be helpful in that it can get you to the point where you are able to really do the talk therapy and 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 access kind of your rational and emotional self to bond with your baby. Has that been your experience as well? Absolutely. I I know that I've talked, you know, kind of negatively about medicines earlier in the program, but in the end, I I think medicines can really be lifesavers for a lot of women who are going through this kind of experience. 
when we look at the medication like Zoloft and the medicines in that class, Prozac, things like that, that class of medicine has actually had more um, data. It's been studied more than any other class of medicine in pregnancy, um, including like the medicines, you know, that we get to stop labor, things like that. So we've got a lot of data on these medicines for pregnancy. And we've also got a lot of data on them in breastfeeding. And so when women are so terrified to take medicines, especially if they're pregnant or breastfeeding, I think it's really important to know where you can go to get real information about them because if you just google medication and pregnancy you're only going to find horror stories <laughs> and really negative things and and the other thing i think is to know that like you said for some women they can't engage in therapy because they're so depressed yeah, or so you can't anxious. get out of bed yeah and you can't right make it exactly. out the door or they're so anxious that they can't stop that anxious thought and so they can't even start to th- work with the therapist on how to talk back to the negative thoughts or the or the anxious thoughts and so that's where medication can be really helpful if you need to get out of bed if you if you you can't even get to the to talking back to the worries because the worry is so profound and you've got I talk about hamster wheels in the brain I, women have 20 hamster wheels going and you can't stop one of them if you you know are so overwhelmed by the worrying that's going on so that's where medicine can really play a role um, thank you so much for Dr. Hurst for helping us learn about postpartum depression and how it affects us and our families. Please reach out if this episode hit home with you today. You can contact the Postpartum Support International at postpartum.net. Click on the link, get help. If you want more information on Dr. Hurst, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We have a message from one of our listeners. Joy on our Facebook page writes, I listened to the traumatic birth episode the other day while on a walk. I have an 18-month-old. Most of our birth-related trauma came with the decision to have a planned C-section due to a previous uterine surgery that gave me a heightened chance of uterine rupture. We really wanted to have a natural birth, but that won't ever happen for us. Still, the birth was the best day of my life, thankfully. This episode has really brought me back to thinking about that time and dealing with a loss I feel over never having the opportunity to have a birth that I'd like. Thanks so much for the panelists for sharing their stories. I'm loving the show so far, so keep it up. Thank you, Joy. We love to hear from you guys. If you have a question, comment or suggestion send them our way you can message us on facebook or our website parentsavers.com that wraps up today's episode we'd love to hear from you if you have a question for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss call our parent savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website parentsavers.com or our facebook page and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode Coming up next week, we're continuing this discussion on postpartum depression. Did you know that dads can suffer too? We're talking with the dads next week. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. 
and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.